stream, start streaming, start streaming. Alexa, it is too loud. I, I have Alexa program to sell my other Alexa in the living room that my... Yo, what's going on YouTube? It's Zach with IT Career Questions. Hope you guys are doing well tonight. I uh, I had a, had a little technical difficulty. I probably should have called tech support, but uh, I think I think our special guest and I figured this out, and we're good to go. So uh, tonight we have a uh, again special guest on with us, which I'm really really stoked about. You guys have no idea. I've been uh, I've been waiting to interview this guy for a really long time. And if you don't know who this guy is, he's Network Chuck, or you guys can call him Chuck. I like to call him the beard because he has a really sick beard. And uh, maybe we'll talk about that at some point tonight. But this is Chuck Keith, and I'm going to have him uh, come on and tell you guys a little bit about himself. And then we'll, uh, we'll start talking about IT stuff. So welcome aboard, Mr. Network Chuck. All right, am I live? Am I here? You're good. Cool. Well, hey guys, uh, I'm Network Chuck, like he said. Uh, I'm on YouTube, just like this guy here, and um, I started out just like him too, just on the help desk, and uh, found my way into networking, and now that's what I do. And um, I work for CBT Nuggets, and I produce training for them. Uh, if you've ever, ever heard of them, they're a pretty great training company. And uh, yeah, my focus has been on YouTube a lot, just encouraging people like yourself, hopefully, to get into IT, to figure out uh, how to navigate these scary waters and get your certifications and start making a heck of a ton of money. And um, that's pretty much it. That's all I do. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming on, man. This is, uh, is going to be a fun time. And uh, I guess one of the things that I guess we should probably start with is, uh, is getting your history because that's kind of what uh, IT Career Questions has been about, you know, when I bring people on for an interview, I like to hear about how you got into IT. So let's hear that story. Um, so I actually started out uh, getting into uh, a ministry. Actually, I wanted to become a pastor initially, actually a, mi a missionary. Um, but then I got hurt. I, I couldn't walk. I had knee surgery and everything. And then my wife, uh, she got pregnant. So we needed money. <laughs> and uh there's money in IT. And my, my dad was in IT at the time. So I'm like, you know, and this, I, I was never like a geek growing up. So if you're not a geek, don't worry about that. I didn't want to be in IT up until I was maybe 19. I'm like, okay, I got to do something with my life. Let me figure this out. So my dad told me, hey, let's check out this. Um, or my, I asked my dad, hey, what can I do? How can I start doing this? And he was an IT manager at the time. And he said, look at the A+. Okay, I'll check out the A+. So I started uh, Learning the A plus and 2000, God, I don't remember when this was, man, 2000, <laughs> 2000, a long time ago. And, uh, I, uh, watched Mike Myers and he's still around. This guy's yeah. amazing. He got the bald head, the cowboy yeah. hat. Uh, <laughs> back in the day, he was miniaturizing himself on some other boards and walking around. Oh yeah. Uh, I watched him. Uh, and I was still working on my A plus when I got my first uh, help desk job, I was a junior help desk engineer. And uh, got my A-plus short after that. And then I saw this guy uh, across from me. And he was a network engineer. And he was on the command line making amazing things happen. Uh, things would go down and everybody ran to him. He's like super important. I'm like, 
what is that guy doing? So one day I walked over and I said, hey, what is it you do? I want to know what you're doing. And he kind of mentored me and told me what to do. And the first thing he told me to do was get your CCNA, which for me was starting out with the CCENT or the Cisco Certified Entry Level Network Technician. That's kind of a mouthful. Um, so I started that and um, I, I, I killed it. I just, I tried every single day to learn this. I came into work early. And this is what I always tell people. If you really want to impress your boss, if you're on a help desk and you want to show them that you want to move up, I came in like two hours early every day, popped open that book, made it look super obvious that I was studying. So when my boss walked by, he'd go, oh, huh, this guy wants to do something and totally paid off. Because before I even had my CSENT, he promoted me to junior network engineer. So that was pretty cool. So not only was I able to learn, I was able to apply what I was learning. And then um, what's really cool about working for a small company is that often the network engineer in charge will just leave and they don't have a backup. So guess what happened? I became the network engineer. <laughs> so I had to kind of get up into it and uh, trial by fire. Uh, it was terrifying. I don't, I don't recommend it because it's fun, but I do recommend it because you will accelerate so quickly. You'll blink and you'll become amazing. Not to say that I, I'm amazing or arrived, but you'll go really, really far. So I got my CCNA and I was already an admin at the time, network admin. And then I, uh, I fell in love with uh, Cisco Voice and collaboration, and I started learning that. And um, man, I just went from there. So I started jumping to different jobs, started earning more money, uh, started providing more for my family. And then I thought, you know, I'm going to go for my CCMP. And uh, during that process, CCMP is not an easy certification track to go down. So during the process, I looked on YouTube, tried to get encouraged by other people. And there was one guy, um, Jorge Almazan. And he was documenting his process. And he's a CCIE now, works for Cisco. He's a boss. But uh, he really inspired me. So I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to start a YouTube channel and just start talking about this. So if you look at my first, if you go to Network Chuck, I have a channel. Um, just networkchuck.com, you'll find it. And my first uh, video was me and my, my, actually, I was at work. And I had my lab. And I was studying for my CCMP switch. And I'm like trying to be quiet in the back room because I don't want people to discover me. I was at work. And um, <laughs> I, uh, I just started making videos and it turns out people also wanted to be encouraged and start learning and start doing everything. So it just kind of took off. And um, I loved being an engineer. I loved uh, working and, and, and being on the command line every day. Uh, but then my YouTube channel started getting a little bit more traction. People started watching me. And then uh, Jeremy Char from CBT Nuggets reached out to me and said, hey, uh, have you ever thought about working for CBT Nuggets? Which for me was, what? Because I watched CBT Nuggets to get my CCNA and Jeremy Chara was my freaking hero. So to, to see that and to hear that was amazing. So yeah, I, I said, yeah, I want to work for CBT Nuggets. That's amazing. I tried out for them. They hired me and now that's what I do. And um, I'm just, I'm learning every day. And that's, I'm just trying to encourage people like you to also learn every day. So that's my history in a nutshell. Not everything, not the gory details, but just the, the flyby of why I'm here and how I got here. Anyways, no, that's you. <laughs> no, man, that's awesome. Uh-oh. Sorry, I got the Streamlab things going here. Um, no, that's a great story, though. Um, what What do you think is, like, the most valuable thing that you've learned so far throughout th this journey? Because, you know, it, it's, it's funny how that works out where you just get thrown into a role like that, and I've experienced that before as well. But what do you think the, like, 
the most valuable thing you learned throughout this journey has been? Uh, I think the most valuable thing I learned was how to market myself. Uh, I've seen guys who were, I'm going to be honest, are 20 times smarter than me. And if I, if you had to ask me who would be better for the job, I would say, well, that guy, honestly, but because I made sure that my work was known and I wasn't just like doing really hard work and not letting the management know what I was doing. That's a really key important thing is to do good work, but make sure people know it. And it's not doing it in a braggy way, but like saying, Hey, I just did this today. I made this work. Just let you know. And that, that goes so far. And beyond that, also learning how to interview. I, I love interviewing now. <laughs> I just, I, I, um, I changed jobs like four, four or five times within a span of uh, five years. And I got a bump every time. And that's what I always tell people. If you want to make money in it, don't stay stagnant in one place. Some places might treat you well. They might give you a bump, 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 bump. Odds are they're going to give you that small little incremental uh, uh, increase. If you want to make money, move on. Yep. And not only does that increase your paycheck, but it also increases your exposure to new technologies because not every place is going to be the same. If you stay at one place, you only see one environment. And sometimes they're not really quick on the refresh and adding new equipment to the environment. So you're kind of just stuck. You move yep. on, you learn 20 times more. Yep. It's like a, an echo. I've said that same thing many times before so it's it's so it's just so good to have like somebody to like reiterate that that same advice you know because it is so true so thank you for that <laughs> <It's awesome. laughs> i it's i awesome. got you <laughs> that's great man that's great um so you know this is it career questions you know what advice would you give for these people who want to get into it because a lot of a lot of people that come to my channel um they're career changers. So it's people who are, you know, in their thirties, forties, even, um, people just sick of their jobs in general. You know, what advice do you have for those type of people who are thinking about it? Um, well, I'll tell you, I was one of them before I, uh, started even doing anything. I, I was a, a salesman. I sold plumbing supplies. So I, I sold toilets, uh, to apartment complexes which was not a glamorous job at all. Uh, after that, I uh, was working in a call center and I was making like, I think I was making $7 an hour. And it was kind of rock bottom for me because I had so many aspirations, but I was just there working seven bucks an hour. My wife was also working. We had a baby. It was just like, it, we were on the bottom rung. I had nothing. My apartment rent was $400 a month. <laughs> Roaches everywhere. Uh, I'm like, I have to change this. So I just started studying at work. I found the A plus. I, I started studying. I, I still have my notebooks and it's it's kind of cool to watch my progression, but I would just I would work on, you know, converting binary. I would work on memorizing all the protocols and everything. And I, I, I my advice for you would just be to start studying right now. Like don't wait for anything. Just start right now. because uh, you can study at work, you can study at home, take advantage of what you have. And my next piece of advice would be don't wait for anything to start searching for a job. You'll be surprised that most entry-level help desk jobs really don't care how much technical knowledge you have. They care about your, your ability to have customer service. So if you've worked in customer service, if you've like worked, like I used to work at Starbucks or I, I used to work in, actually I've pretty much worked at every fast food restaurant. If you had that experience, you know how to deal with really difficult people. And if you can demonstrate that to a help desk manager, they, that's what they want. <laughs> they, yep. You can learn the technical stuff. 
It's, it's the customer service that they have a harder time teaching. So learn the customer service and get that entry-level job. Uh, because once you get that entry-level job, no matter how low it is, that's when, you can, that's, that's when your job can just be learning, which is crazy. You'll, you'll, you'll be amazed at how fast you can go and how far you can go if you just get that first entry-level job. So if you're switching careers right now, it might be tough because you might be going from a okay paying job to kind of a crappy paying job going to entry-level help desk, but the dividends will pay off. Trust me. If you just get in there and start learning, it'll skyrocket. That's yep. what happened to me. Yep, that's so true, man. So how do you think the uh, the A plus, you know, do you think that helped you with your with your journey? Uh well I, I think and this is kind of a, a cheat I do on my resume. I when, when I when I'm working on a certification, I put that I'm working on the certification on my resume. So when I did not have my A plus just yet, I put on it A plus parentheses and progress. Now, what that does for me is it will show up in a, a search when so so HR people they just do a query they search for A plus on resumes, and if your resume pops up, they're likely going to give it to somebody. They're not going to look at the in progress or whatever. So it's kind of cheating, but not really because you're not lying about it. Uh, so I think the A plus just the fact that I was working on it and making progress and I demonstrated that I was learning. That's the key here is that you're learning. Uh, that is what really took me far. Uh, when when I, when your IT manager or whoever your manager is knows that you're you're not stagnant because I mean, a lot of guys will get into IT and they'll stop learning. They just they're happy where they're at and that's fine. Uh, but a lot of the IT managers want to see a guy who can come in, take initiative, and start learning very quickly, and just take on multiple tasks and just move up. So I think the A plus was kind of my um, my fire starter, my ignition, uh, just to get me going, and it proved to my IT manager that I was willing to start learning it and and get better at my job. Awesome, awesome. So you're you're the big network guy, clearly, because I mean, it even <laughs> says it behind you. For those of the, you know, the viewers out there who want to get into networking, is there, you know, a good pathway to take to that entry level? You know, what would you say, I guess, is the best pathway? You know, certifications, experience, what what type of path should somebody try to take? Yes, <laughs> they should do all of that. <laughs> You should try to get experience. You should try to get certifications. Uh, sometimes one will come first before the other. I mean, I, I started working on all my networking certifications and I got the job before I got my certification. So it doesn't matter. Um, but I, of course, you got to get your, you're just your, because when you're in networking, um, you don't just like know networking and you'd only do networking. I mean, everything below that, that you learned on the help desk and you learn with A plus still applies. You'll be amazed at how many issues I would solve as a network engineer that turned out to be a lower level issue just because the person's not as smart as you and me. Um, like the cables unplugged or something, right? It's like I, I've a million times. Right. How come it's not working? Well, you, did you plug it in? Um, I kind of forgot where I was going. Uh, so the path you want to take, uh, I would start with A+. If you have not been working in computers for very long or maybe you don't know anything about a computer if you've never built your own pc and then you get a great foundation <laughs> uh i would uh look at the network plus it gives you so much now i I've, i'm kind of in between on this because i i love the the c the cisco certified entry-level network technician um 
where it stands on where, on where they are. So the network plus is like right here and the C-Sense is like right here, not in value, but just on, on knowledge. Network plus is very wide, uh, whereas the C-Sense is very, um, it's also wide, but it's very specific to Cisco and you'll get more hands-on and actually command line and learning about networking protocols more in depth. Uh, but I would, if I were you, take a look at the network plus, look it over. If there's some things that you're kind of fuzzy on, uh, maybe go through it. Um, if you kind of know what, like, what TCP IP is, if you know what the OSI model is, I would jump into CSENT and then just go from there. Um, the biggest thing I, I would advise you though is networking maybe isn't for everyone. It doesn't have to be your thing. You might love Microsoft. And if you love Microsoft a lot more than Cisco, go for Microsoft. The key with all this IT stuff is you have to kind of like it. You have to love it to be able to do it. Otherwise, you're going to have a bad time. It's just going to be a grind every day. The reason I love IT, the reason I'm sure Zach loves IT is because it doesn't feel like working. It's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> when we're learning, like I'll, I'll be working on something and my wife hates it because I get like tunnel vision focus mode and I'll forget everything else around me. And before I know the whole day has gone because I've just been writing a script or something and it's just, you have to fall in love with it. Um, anyways, I know I kind of added more to the question than what you asked, but yeah, that's what I would do to start is just start uh, working with networking. Uh, one more thing I'll add is when you start studying networking, uh, don't wait to start labbing. Don't wait to start seeing what it's like to actually do the work. Um, you can find a ton of like free labs on YouTube. Like David Bomble has a lot of great entry level oh, yeah. uh, labs to start working in networking. There's a free program that Cisco get, gives out for free called Packet Tracer. And you can literally deploy a small little network for free and start to try things out and see if you like it. I, you'll probably end up loving it and just want to quit everything and start focusing on your CCNA, <laughs> but um, it's a good starting point. That's what I would say. Awesome. So can I put you on the spot here real quick? Is that, uh, is that uh, cool? Sure, sure. Go ahead. Uh, it's not, actually not what you think because I have to go check on the baby because he's freaking out. So, <laughs> uh, well, so, you know, he's 18 months old. He's got like some crazy rash and he's just like screaming in the background. So, mm. Would you be okay with answering a couple questions from people in the chat? You, you Not at all. I will do that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I will be right back while I check on him. I apologize, but thank you very much. So I'll, I'll, I'll no, be I got you. Go, go take care of the baby. All right. It'll be all on you, sir. <laughs> all right. Going through the chat. Uh, I'm going to go to the top and be fair. And I'm going to skip over things I don't like. I'm just playing. I'll look at it. Um, let's see. I know I, I saw a super chat from Michael Hilton. Thank you for supporting uh, Zach here. Let's see. I see that CLI Titan is uh, pursuing his CCMP. He's got route scheduled this week. Dude, good luck. Yeah, I'm working on my uh, T-shoot, which is the third test in the CCMP routing switching. So for those of you at home who don't know what that is, um, you got the CCNA which is kind of the uh, associate level certification in Cisco. And then you go one tier higher to CCMP and that's three like pretty hard tests. And I'm completing the third one after working on this thing forever. Anyways, I digress. Um, I see some people talking about uh, CCMP salaries in different places. Trust the process said there's uh, CCMP 80,000 a year in Texas guaranteed. Now I wouldn't guarantee it, but um, I can say from experience, that's, that's pretty normal. Absolutely. Uh, my brother doesn't even have a CCMP and he's not very far from that. Uh, he just got a CCNA. So 
man, you can you can kill it pretty fast if you play your cards right. Uh, let's see. 120 euros CCNA. Where is that at? That was Ali Sahal, the IT kid. Uh, let's see. I'll get further down to get more recent stuff here. So uh, I'll just do a most recent one. Uh, KPJ, okay. Uh, you're a senior desktop admin, getting ready to start your CCNA courses. What would you recommend? So are you asking what CCNA course to buy or get? Let me know real quick and I'll, I'll look at another question. Um, Tyler said CCNA or Python first. Well, it depends on what you wanna do. Um, if you wanna pursue programming, will go programming but if you're wanting to be in networking i would say get your ccna first no, no doubt you want to get a good base level understanding of networking before you start learning any kind of network automation you can't know what to automate before well, you have to know what to automate before you can automate it um but after ccna yeah dabble a little bit in python get some basics maybe go through a, a course like david bomble's course python for network engineers fantastic course uh, but then I, after that i would specialize in something in networking like ccnp uh, let's see. Michael Montana says you can go to, it's Montez. I always say your name wrong in my head. Uh, you can go to the Cisco site and download the entire Cisco certification path and kind of see where you can go. Uh, that's, I, I used to have that like on my wall. Hey, look, Zach is back. I guess the baby's good. <laughs> yes, yeah. Flores 37 is young. It's never too late to start the stuff, seriously. I got to where I am within like, um, I was a senior network engineer within five years, starting from junior network admin to senior network admin in five years. You can do it. Um, I, I will say that some circumstances happened to me that are probably unique to a lot of people or some, some people. Um, I had to take over a network when I was probably, I probably shouldn't have, honestly. <laughs> I could have literally ruined that company. But thankfully I didn't and I learned a ton. Uh, again, that's a pretty cool place to be. Just, I, I lost a few years of life on that one. That's great. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate that, man. I'm sorry. Absolutely. He's a, uh, man, kids are great, but sometimes, <laughs> uh, sometimes they can be a handful. So did I, did I miss it. anything? Uh, you know, just, just talking about certifications and such and no, you didn't miss too much. Awesome. So you, are you going to be, you actually scheduled just recently to take a, a certification, right? Yeah. So, um, I was just, actually, I was just telling them that. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry. I, my bad. I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Cause I, I didn't complete what I was saying. So I am taking my Cisco CCMP T shoot exam the third exam in, in the, the course and that should certify me. Uh, but I haven't studied this stuff in uh, like two or three years. Now, the thing with like Cisco stuff is if, if you don't like work on it and consistently study it, it just it goes away. So just tonight I was working and uh, I was just configuring EIGRP with a, a lab. And there are some things I just, I, I can't believe I forgot because I, I spent so much time in EIGRP that I'm like, it just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, man. So like tonight I was like, I, I posted on my Instagram story and YouTube story. I was feeling some imposter syndrome because like I, I work a lot in collaboration and voice. So like I'm very focused and specific on that area. Uh, but when I come back to routing and switching, which is something I don't do every day, I'm like, man, I'm kind of out of my depth here. I, I feel kind of stupid. <laughs> so, uh, 
but I feel better now after laughing a little bit. I'm like, okay, I'm starting to remember things. I'm not as stupid as I thought. Well, maybe, maybe I am, but at least I don't believe I am. But <laughs> anyway. No, that's awesome, man. I, I wish you the best of luck. I'm sure you'll do great. Um, <sighs> we'll see. No, I, you'll, you'll do fine. You'll, you'll kill it. You'll kill it. <laughs> so you going through the, the whole Cisco three-year refresh, uh, you're going to try to keep up with that? Um, yeah, for sure. What, what I love about Cisco though, is like, you don't have to do the same certification right. exam every time. Like if I were to finish my CCMP routing switching, go over and get my CCMP, whatever, whatever track I go down, it'll recertify everything. So that's pretty cool. But you do have to keep learning, which I mean, you're, if you're in IT, you should be doing that anyway. Uh, so it's, it's really not a big deal unless you want to get stagnant, which means you're probably giving up a little bit, <laughs> but still, you should always keep learning. That's the, 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 the what I'm trying to tell you. Whoa, Jim Jones. Maybe we should answer his question. Yeah. As he says, uh, is it possible to get an entry-level help desk job making 40K a year with a CCNA routing and switching certification with no experience? Uh, also in Illinois, big market for networking jobs. Uh, you have in Illinois. So I'm, I'm in Illinois. I can somewhat answer that. But um, I can say right off the bat, based on what I know of jobs in Illinois, that you should have no problems getting a job starting at $40,000 a year. I mean, a lot of the help desk jobs pay over 40,000 easily. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some of them don't, no, don't get me wrong. Some of them don't, but a majority of them, especially as you get start get closer, start getting closer to the bigger cities. I mean, they're up in the $20 an hour easily. So you shouldn't have too big of an issue. Yeah. And, um, and I see that you're, you're talking about CCNA routing and switching. I would just be careful. I see a lot of guys make the mistake of uh, before they get any experience at all, they go really high in the Cisco certification track or any, any other tracks. So you might have a guy who has a CCMP and he has no experience uh, on a resume. That's kind of a red flag. Um, I've looked at resumes and I'm like, okay, this guy's got a CCMP, but he has no experience. He's all theory, man. He hasn't actually experienced anything. So you got to be careful with that. That's why I always advise get your like entry level certs but then jump right into a job because experience certifications, that's just how it is. Yep. Certifications will help you so much, but these, you got to have experience, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm a big advocate for entry level roles, you know, help desk jobs, any type of entry level job, because you get everything thrown at you. And that's like the cool thing, you know, and, and not just, you know, networking specific or whatever, but you literally get everything thrown at you and you're, get stuck in an entry-level job not st stuck necessarily <laughs> but you know so you really get the doors like just split wide open for you so you can really kind of determine what the best path what best path well, i can't even talk tonight uh, the, the best <laughs> path for you could be you know um and that's what's cool about it you know like i i kind of thought that i wanted to go down networking at one point in my career and i was like yeah networking would be great and then, and then you lost your way. Mm, yeah, I, I did. I did. You know, and that's because I started working in, in some like larger enterprises that really had some very intense, um, you know, networking things going on there. And I was like, uh, yeah, no, I was like, I don't, I don't think that's for me. So, you know, it, it changed <laughs> just from that, just from getting more experience in it. And, you know, when I was there, I, I would help configure switches and, and uh, configure VLANs and, and configure ports and things like that. And that was the extent of what I did on the networking side in just an entry level role, right? And just an entry level like help desk job back at, the in, at that time. Um, 
but I was seeing what these network engineers were doing and I'm like, yeah, that's just, you know, it sounded great before, but now it, it just sounds terrible. So that's not well, it's me. funny you say that. Cause I, I um, I am going to, I have my, well, shameless plug. I do have, <laughs> <laughs> I do have my 10 days of Christmas coming up and I, I did it last year. I don't know if you uh, yeah. watched it back, but it's where I, I gave away some courses last, last year. I gave away David Bombos courses um, this year. David Bomba will be a part of it, but I'm also giving away a bunch of different vendors courses. Um, like CBT nuggets? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I'll just say it's it's going to be a fun one. Um, but one of the videos I'll make during that week, uh, I'm going to make it with my wife, but it's going to be the, the downsides of why you maybe should not become a network engineer. Because it's not all roses. It's not all, oh, I configured the Edge ERP and everything's working. No, no, it's, it's not. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of maintenance weekends. There's a lot of late nights. There's a lot of everything's down and everyone's looking at you and you're sweating bullets and the company's like losing money and it's it really, literally is your fault like it's, if you don't yeah. fix it it's on you so that's that's not fun but yeah. you get paid to do it so right. when it's good it's good when it's bad it sucks <laughs> yeah oh definitely definitely and i worked in a hospital for the last four mm. years and uh that's a very intense environment you know, so when the network, when the network goes down, that's like literally lives are at stake. Yes, <laughs> and that's yes, that's very very true. So uh, I feel you there with all that. That's it can get crazy. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I'm trying to talk and I'm trying to like read through this chat at the same time, which just, oh, like, same here. Yeah, I hear does you. not help at all. Um, <laughs> and don't feel bad at all about shameless plugging because. The, your network chuck youtube channel is such a great resource for people who are looking to get into networking and people who visit my youtube channel know that i i shamelessly plug you all the time and recommend you all the time so <laughs> i appreciate that man yeah you know, no it's it's you're, you're a great resource and uh a lot everybody kind of kind of knows who comes here or that you work at cbt nuggets now and you know you can, we can kind of definitely say that i think if yeah. I can't, you know, so <laughs> I mean, your, your face is all over the CBC nuggets. So, you know, it's, yeah, got to get that there. branding. Um, yeah, right. Now I, now I want to know about your, your, uh, security plus journey here. So yeah. when do you, now not, not, I'm going to put the pressure on you now. Um, when are you taking the test? When am I taking the test? So it, uh -huh. it's actually, we're, I'm doing a, uh, security plus study group. So that's going to be starting in January. And we're looking to do somewhere between six and eight weeks where we study for it and then take the test right after that. So I'm hoping by like March 1st at like the latest, I'll have my security plus certification, which will be my nice. very first certification. And I'm super pumped up for it. And at the same time, I'm like super nervous for it. And it's kind of funny, you know, cause I, as we were talking before we got on the, the stream, like I spent the last 16, 17 years working in it all completely based off of experience, you know? So to, mm. to finally go out and, uh, and get a certification, it's like, um, it, it's the imposter syndrome. It's, it's exactly what you talked about before. Like, can I do well, it? Like, am I, am I going to be able to pass this? Like, I don't know. And, and, and don't, here's what I, what I love about this. Cause I, I used to think the same way. I'm like, I've, I'm a network admin. So if I go take this exam and I fail, am I really not a network admin? Right. <laughs> no, I mean, you are. Right. It's because the test, they, they test a lot. Like I, I noticed the CompTIA, obviously, and even Cisco, there is a ton of theory. 
And I feel like the guys who write these questions are just a little bit cruel because it's it's sort of like one of those things where there's a, a lot of right answers, but what's the most right answer? And you're like, I don't know. When would I ever use this? I, I don't know. So I, like I've, I've, I had my security, I think my security plus expired. I had it at one time. Um, it's, it's a hard exam. It is. So if you, if you fail it, ah, it's, it's okay. Yeah. You'll learn from it. Like I, I was so mad when I, so I took my CCMP switch. I failed the first time. That sucked. I hated it. Cause I worked with switches all the time. And <laughs> I had so many switches I was responsible for. So, so to fail that I'm like, you're an idiot. You did a video uh, after that, didn't you? Uh, no, I think I did one after my route. So this is the next story. Okay. <laughs> I, I failed my route twice. Okay. And yeah. I was so freaking mad after failing my route the second time. I, I was just, I was done. So I felt like I had it at that time. And I felt like it was Cisco's fault. <laughs> it was my fault though. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. It's the imposter syndrome, but you have to remember that certs don't always uh, have a perfect picture of what real life IT is. Um, so yeah, it's, it'll be all right, but I have to say, you're probably going to pass it and it's going to feel great. It's addicting. Yeah. It's fun. Um, it's, it's an awesome path. And I was just talking to somebody else about this the other day where um, I'm hoping the security plus like opens up the doors for many other certifications. Like I hope it just like knocks down this barrier that like, okay, like I knocked out the security plus it's my first certification. Now I can go out and get all these other certifications that I've always wanted because I know I can do it. And you know, even before going down this path, like I know that I can do it. It's just like feeling like, okay, like I've waited 16 years to, to go and get certified. Like, uh, <laughs> shit, can I, can I do this? But you know, I've, I, I know that I can, I've absolutely yeah. worked so many, uh, so many umpteen places and, you know, helped so many people and done so many crazy, insane things in this field so far that, uh, I mean, I have no doubts that just taking the time to study um, and even, even trying to lab some of the security plus stuff, like just doing the, the whole thing, like, um, putting a scenario in front of me, in front of myself, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's what I'm excited about, you know? Well, yeah, like I, um, I, I created some of the network plus, um, course on CBT nuggets with Keith Barker and Jeremy Chara. And uh, I had, um, uh, the security portion a large part of the security portion. So I, I labbed out some things like I use my Raspberry Pi to lab out some stuff. And uh, I mean, it's, it's so fun to do that. And it like, I still like, remember, like when you, sometimes when you study for exams, uh, oh, most of the time, actually, you'll study it, take the test and then you forget it because you're not going to use every part of it. But man, the stuff I labbed, especially in that course I made, I, I haven't forgotten it at all. So yeah, by far lab. I can't wait to see your process. Uh, the process is what's cool. Um, seeing you study for it, and uh and and go through the frustrations like that's what i want to see like be candid about the frustrations because yeah. it sucks oh, yeah. sometimes when you're studying because you get burnt out it, oh, it's yeah. it's hard and like i'm trying to do that now i'm no i'm, I'm kind of i've been kind of busy but i'm trying to do that with a t-shirt and i'm sure i'll, I'll hit it here because i have some time off in like uh the last two weeks of december so i'll be able to study like eight hours a day if my wife will let me i don't think she will <laughs> uh but i'm gonna try uh but it, it gets frustrating yeah. and and um honestly i this, this I shouldn't say this, but if you fail, that would be good content. I, yeah, I, I completely agree. <laughs> you can't lose on this because if no, you fail, yeah. we'll get to see how you bounce back, yep. and because we know you will, and it's it'll be encouraging to guys who also fail. Right. Which I'm in that group, yeah. and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, and look at you now. You started from the bottom. Now you're here. 
Uh, yeah, but I can still fail, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there's there's always room for failure, but it, it's it's all how, how you take those failures, you know. And I've talked about this before. If you take those failures as a learning experience, it's only going to improve yourself. You oh know? yeah, absolutely. Uh, you you learn a lot about yourself because like when I failed my route the second time, I mean, I was, I was literally screaming at my steering wheel. Like, I think there's a few dents and stuff still left in there. Uh, but yeah, I, calming yourself down and just realizing that it's okay <laughs> and that you can just try again. That is a valuable experience. Yeah. It's all definitely. part of the experience. <laughs> yep. So you've brought up labbing uh, a few times now and I'm huge advocate of labbing. You know, I'm always spinning up different VMs to do different things and uh, discussing it. Uh, I don't know. Are you familiar with Duan Lightfoot, uh, another YouTuber? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So he, you know, he started like the Lab Everyday movement there. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot stress how important labbing is, and I've done it before. What you've you're talked about it, but why do you think labbing is so crucial to your learning experience and just to developing? your core set of skills? Well, it's, it, it makes what you're learning real. Um, Cause like, I, I forget the metrics, but like, if you write something down, it increases the poss- the probability of remembering it. But then you, if you actually do it, it, it adds that further. But there's just something about like reading about EIGRP, which is a routing protocol. So a router can talk to another router and learn about each other with EIGRP. Uh, but you can read about it and learn about all the steps and the processes and how they talk. But when you actually go into a network and you type in the commands and you see them connect, you connect with it. Like that just, it fires your, your neurons and everything and makes you realize and helps you remember what's happening. And a large part of being a network engineer is just typing at, well, maybe not so much anymore, but typing at the CLI. And there are times when I get into the CLI and it's just like, it's like being home, configuration terminal, Blah, 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 blah. Just, it's, it's, it's that muscle memory. It's connecting with what you're learning. And that's, that's why I love IT. I mean, I, there's a lot of things in school I hated learning and it's because it was mostly theory, but IT, you have the opportunity to make it real for yourself. Yeah. You can be a book guy. You can spend all your time learning book stuff and go take the test and that's fine. But labbing, golly, being able to do that makes it come alive for you. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I've, you know, that's what I guess it's really helped me just through my learning process, through everything that I've done in the past few years, really, because they've really made it so easy to virtualize everything. Uh, so you don't really need to go out and spend a bunch of money on different equipment and things like that. Uh, places mm-hmm. like I think the CBT Nuggets offer virtual like uh, virtual labs for like networking. And yes. Stuff like that. Well, not not networking. That's the one like. Cisco, they're notoriously like very selfish and stingy about their, their uh, software. So like we, I mean, we could, CBT Nuggets could offer that, but it's, it's illegal. <laughs> so you right. wouldn't be able to do it. Whereas, but um, I mean, it, there, there's things that make it easy. So like Packet Tracer, you can do yeah. Packet Tracer, Packet Tracer is free. Um, GNS3 is amazing. Like yeah. when I studied for my CCMP switch, um, there are a lot of things that you just have to buy hardware for. Like if you wanted to practice switching, you had to go out and buy switches. That's not the case anymore. You can do switches in CCMP. It's amazing. Or I mean, in GNS3, it's, it's incredible. Uh, so it's it's really cool what you can do now with labs. And you can, but to answer your question, yes, CBT Nuggets does have labbing, not for networking. They do have 
uh, VMware stuff, they have Citrix, they have Microsoft, so the SQL. So all, all that spectrum, yeah, you can do it there. But networking has always been that little area where you can't really lab it without real hardware up until now, where we have GNS3, which is outstanding. Yeah. I do have one thing though, with collaboration, which is what I do, what I work on, you really can't virtualize a lot of that. Uh, you have to have the hardware, which is yeah. why I have all my stuff behind me here, because you, you have to have that to do a lot of the stuff that you have to learn. Right. Definitely. I mean, I, I just uh, was showing off a 3750. I mean, I still have switches because, uh, I mean, as much as you can virtualize everything, you still have to have the physical equipment, you know, and I still yeah. have old like an old IBM server <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably spin up at some point, but uh it's always crucial just to have that equipment in front of you, just so you can you, you can look at it, visualize it, understand it. Because at some point, when you get out into the field, you're going to have to see it. You're going to have to understand what it looks like, and, and mm. just know your your way around it. So definitely, definitely something good to to, to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you don't want to like know how to program a switch, but then when you see one, you're like, <laughs> so where's the switch? <laughs> like you want to know how to do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, so John Mirror says, is CompTIA worth getting anymore? Um, yeah, I think it is. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll let the guy wearing the, the CompTIA shirt answer the question. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, you can answer the question if you'd like, but no, I, I can't. That's no, fine. you're repping. I want, I want you to answer it. Yeah, I'm repping. All right. No, yeah, CompTIA, is, <laughs> I, I think, is definitely worth getting. Uh, the CompTIA certifications are built specifically with entry-level job roles in mind. So if you're looking to get into the, to the IT field, I mean, CompTIA certifications are going to be your best bet to help you make that step into the field. You know, there's nothing that looks better on your resume than one of these CompTIA certifications for entry-level roles, along with, you know, experience in customer service, as you said earlier, because that customer mm -hmm. service experience is huge. Whether it be Starbucks, McDonald's, I don't care where that customer service experience comes from. It is always very helpful. And that's true for every level of IT until you get to the role where you're just like the wizard in the closet that no one ever talks to because you're too smart. Um, but I, up until I left my corporate job last year, I mean, my customer service skills were so vital uh, dealing with different levels of people in the organization from CIOs to business managers and people who don't know anything about IT. You have to know how to dumb what you know down enough to be able to talk to them. And when they say dumb crap, because they will say dumb crap, you have to be kind and, and treat them with respect and know how to handle that when they get angry with you for no reason. So uh, yeah, customer service, you pick up a skill now, it'll serve you well your entire career. Yeah, I, and I think I've said before, if like people are looking to get in the field, uh, if you're in like high school, you're in college, just go work a part-time job at Ace Hardware, at Menards or Home Depot, whatever, you know, get in front of people where you are actually forced to talk to people. It will help you. I mean, it helped me. I was very like antisocial. And then I worked uh, at a Lowe's for uh, about maybe nine months or so, but I was forced to talk to people every single day. And I cannot <laughs> tell you how valuable that experience was for me. Like it was huge, you know? Um, but it, when people ask me uh, during an interview, like what is, because you get asked this question, I think like 90% of the time during interview, what would you say one of your most valuable skills or, you know, things are? And I always say my customer service skills, the way that I'm able to talk to people, 
they might be able to communicate and just as you said dumb things down you know that's so crucial and honestly i mean i'm gonna be straight up honest i think the thing that's that's been the number one thing that's gotten me every job i've had is yeah i have the technical chops to back up my, uh, what i'm saying but they looked at me and realized i could talk and i could uh had good customer service and I was a human that could treat people like humans, that's the biggest skill that's gotten you pretty far. So yeah. if you can, if you can have that, man, you'll be solid. For sure. Can't, can't agree with you more on that one. So, uh, how much more time you got here? I, we didn't even set like a, a time frame when we set this Dude, up. I'm, I'm good. I just had a, a second cup of coffee, so I'm jazzed. We can keep going. <laughs> you're crazy, man. You are, you're nuts. It's like, well, I guess it's only, 7:45 there? No, no, no. It's it's 9:45 here. Oh, I thought you were you moved out to wherever to Oregon or whatever. Oh no, no. I'm I'm back in Dallas. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh mm -hmm. wow. Oh, okay. I didn't know we were on the same the same time then. Okay, cool. And then that. that and then it, you're you're even more crazy for drinking a cup of coffee. <laughs> That's nuts, dude. I could not do that. Um. Well, I guess, is there anything else that you want to specifically talk, specifically talk about? Because I really like to uh, kind of open up like the end of the streams with like, ask me anything so people can ask us questions and we can go over it. Um, I mean, we've talked about so much so far. Um, I don't really have much else beyond, hey, go check out Network Chuck. <laughs> hey, feel free to plug whatever you want, man. You're all good. Um, yeah, so just go, go check out my stuff. Um, I mean, we, all of us in the community just are focused on supporting you. So Zach here, Dewan, myself, uh, David Bomble, um, the other people, uh, we're all here to support you and uh, we're all vital to it. Uh, so I, I love that we have this because any, any one person doing it, I don't think it'd be enough. I think we all need these different perspectives. You got Zach here who's really heavy on those entry-level certs, CompTIA, which I think is fantastic because I would have watched Zach I mean, I, I watch Zach now, <laughs> but I wouldn't have watched Zach when I was first starting out and not knowing what to do. And like, okay, what's the A plus? How do I start with this? And if I found out he was going through a course, I'm like, oh, I could follow along, be encouraged and everything. That, that's killer. I love that. And, you know, same goes for all of us here. It's, it's cool to have this community because when I first started out, it wasn't here. Right. It, I was thankful that I had one guy mentoring me at my job, but this did not exist. So. Yeah. It's, it's freaking cool. So take yeah. advantage of it. Uh, I love hearing stories like Michael Hilton. I know you're on the stream. Yeah. Dude, how old are you now? Like, God, you're like 12 years old. And you have like, <laughs> yeah, he, no, he's, you're, what are you, 16, Michael? He yeah. turned 16, almost 17. I think I mean, he just I'm, turned 16. Golly, I'm so Dude. freaking jealous of you because that's I, so dumb. I know. <laughs> I said the same thing, man. I said the same exact thing. Like, how no, do you do it? But you're amazing props to you because yeah. I, when I was 16, I was stupid and I, I didn't want to do anything with my career or life or anything. I was too busy playing video games. And I, frankly, if I were 16 now, that's, that's all I would be doing too, because the video games now are amazing compared to what I had. So, right. Uh, so yeah. props to Will Hilton. Yeah. Total props <laughs> to that guy. I, I hope. Yeah. He's 15, 15 years old. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need some proof. <laughs> post your id in the chat please yeah, oh, right. you don't have an id you're 15 <laughs> uh state issued id please birth certificate last four your social no just kidding. just kidding but um but i do want to like point out like um like my my little brother 
uh, he didn't go to college. So I, I didn't go to college either. And I, I don't have a college degree. So that's one cool thing is you don't have to have a college degree. It always helps. Like it seriously will help you. Uh, it's always a nice to have, but for me, it wasn't necessary. And for a lot of people, it's not necessary. So I've known a ton of people who did not have a degree. Uh, I told my brother, he was just graduating from high school. I think he's been out of high school for two years now. I said, don't go to college, work on your certifications. He was lucky enough to where his high school had an A plus program, which I would have killed to have. So yeah. he walked out of high school with an A plus. Okay. That's amazing. Uh, but then I told him, Hey, get your C sent and get a job as fast as you can. So he, he got a job at a little small computer repair shop, uh, in our hometown. It was, it was nothing, but he was getting experience and that built up to a legit help desk job at a, uh, a regular, you know, mid-sized uh, mortgage company, just finance company. And then I said, Hey, get your CCNA after you're done with that market yourself. And he's a network admin. Now he's only been doing this for two years. It's stupid what you can do if you just focus and, and listen to me. <laughs> <I'm just playing. laughs> no, but seriously, he, he did, he did a few right things, making your resume look really pretty and, um, you know, spraying perfume and putting flowers on it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but he, he focused on the right things. And he's a network admin now. So proud of him for doing that. But it's it's, it's a awesome. testament to what you can do if you just kind of focus on the right steps. So like Michael Hilton, that dude's going to be all of our bosses in like ten years. Yeah. So um, in like five years, man. Come on, get real. Yeah, yeah. So be nice to him. <laughs> well, anyways, that's that's all I had to say uh, to end it. So if you want to open this up to an AMA, let's do it. Yeah, uh, Jim Jones just uh, did like another donation, but he, he asked like the same thing over again. So I, I feel like he missed what we said earlier. He asked, you know, is it possible to get entry level help desk job making $40,000 a year with uh, the 100 105 ICND1 certification with no experience? But same answer. Yes, it's definitely possible, especially in Illinois. I'd say it's, it's possible without it. I, I, I think yeah. you're, you're asking the wrong question. I think a 40K a job on the help desk, you could go out and get tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, if you get the interview, but you don't need your CSUN to do that. Um, CSUN's a bonus, but you don't need it. In fact, if you're, uh, depending on where you are on your, you're at on your, on your computer skills, I would say get your A plus first. That way you can land that help desk job because I mean, help desk people, HR people aren't going to be looking for CSUN certified people to get on the help desk. They're looking for A plus. That's their search. Right. Normally, HR people aren't IT savvy. They're they're just like, oh, you want to hire somebody IT manager? Okay, what, what are you looking for? Oh, A plus. Okay, let me type in A plus and look for people on LinkedIn. I That's wonder cool. if I I'm gonna pull up Indeed right now, and because um, I'm curious. Yeah, that'd be cool. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, let's see if I can. I was not prepared to do this. <laughs> No, for real. Um, this is how nuts I was when I was uh, in my career. I, I would always have a job search. So I use LinkedIn heavily. And I would have saved searches for jobs of places I really wanted to work. So I would have one in Orlando, Florida, because I wanted to work for Disney World. <laughs> I would have um, one in Seattle because I wanted to work for Starbucks. And I would have one in uh, one of my hometown, Dallas, so I could... Uh, focus on that. And I just have searches everywhere. And every morning I would check and see what these searches were. And I would look at the job requirements and I would kind of envision myself, okay, I need to work on this. I need to learn this. I need to learn this. And that's key. Uh, that, that took me really far. Yeah. Fun fact about Disney world is that like, as of, I, I know like 15 years ago, you couldn't have facial hair 
You couldn't have a beard. You could have a mustache, I believe, but you couldn't have a beard and work for Disney World. Really? That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Well, I guess they had to allow the mustache because of you know, Walt Disney, but I guess. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I pulled up uh, Indeed.com and I did a search for CSUNT and 405 full-time jobs. And this is across mm. the entire U.S. basically. So if I do A plus uh, certification, it's going to pull up thousands. Uh, full-time, 7,004 jobs. So that just kind of shows you, um, you know, the, the difference between CSENT and A+, as far as how many people are searching or requiring or asking for one of these certs. Yeah, like, because it, it really is kind of a funnel. I mean, the the more specific you go in your in your IT career, which equals more money, the fewer jobs are out there. That's just how it is. Um, <laughs> one person said they applied at uh, Lego yesterday for an IT job. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. One time I, I interviewed at Starbucks and uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. I almost got the job, but uh, they didn't, they were looking for someone local. Yeah. It's in Seattle, you know, but that was pretty sick. That's cool. So I just did a search for CCNA, which has 94, almost 9,500 jobs are uh, asking for it. Yeah. So. And you know what? Like when I, and for Jim Jones, like what, what I would say is apply for as many of those jobs as you can. Like when I was when I was in my career and I was at a job that I really wasn't happy with, I was applying at probably twenty jobs a day. Like, oh yeah, you got to work in on the applications. Seriously, uh, that's doing that piece is so vital. So here's one for you because I know somebody's going to be like, well, all these jobs require, you know, seventeen years of experience, and all these jobs <laughs> require, you know. Uh, 12 teen certifications or what have you. Uh, what do you say about that? I say um, the person who's writing those descriptions doesn't know anything. Um, and that's, that's been the case. So like I, I've been on both sides. I've been on the side where um, we've needed to hire a network engineer and my, my CIO will like send the job description to HR and I'll look at that job description and I'm like, we don't need someone with 20 years experience. Why are we doing this? We need someone who like, has two years experience or maybe even one or doesn't know anything. I just want someone who can learn something really fast. You have to understand that HR and the people who are going to be interviewing you, like on the technical side, there's probably a disconnect between there. So I've interviewed for jobs where they've wanted 10 years of experience and I only had three. Uh, I'm sorry. It's hard to find guys with 10 years experience. It really is, especially in like a niche uh, specialty. Like I was in collaboration voice, uh, Cisco voice, like the telephone and stuff. Uh, It's hard to find people for that. And uh, for Cisco routing and switching, I mean, if, if you're a, if you're wanting a higher level person, those guys can be hard to find sometimes. Uh, so yeah, when you see a job description that has five, 10 years experience, apply for it. Yep. If you have one year experience, don't, don't even worry about it. You yep. know, the worst thing that's going to happen is they don't call you. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, well, I like to say about like the job descriptions is they're just a wish list. It's just the company's wish list. That's what they yeah. wish they could have. You know, it's, they're not saying that, that it's required necessarily, even though sometimes they might say it's required. You know, at the end of the day, they might not have any applicants that apply for that job that meet their requirements. So you might mm-hmm. submit your application and you might be the, the, the only person that fits based on, you know, your skill set. You know, you might not meet exactly what they wanted, but you're the best person. You come the closest 
to you know their wish list so apply yeah. for everything absolutely and, and even if like i would even say if you just need a few bullets on their list still apply for it i've had jobs where i'm like there's no way they're going to call me back and i got the call back like i had a job interview with um a capital one one time and their main want desired skill i didn't have but i knew i had a complimentary skill for it I went ahead and applied for it and I got a call back. No, I didn't get the job, but still I got a call back <laughs> and that's right. what counts. Yep. Um, one guy asked, I, I wanted to answer this one. Uh, this software asked, and hardware? Not that one yet. Okay. He said, uh, I work at a call center. This is Adrian Castaneda. I don't, forgive me for butchering that. Uh, he has a CCMP writing and switching or working towards it. And he wants to continue to a CCIE. Is that a good de- idea without experience? No, it's not. You want experience first. I can't tell you. We I, we actually hired a guy, and I hope he's not watching. If he is, he'll probably come find me. Uh, <laughs> we hired a guy who had his CCIE written, uh, and he's supposed to be amazing. So we hired him, and I'm not even kidding. The dude, I, we asked him to create a VLAN on a switch. He Googled that. <laughs> he Googled how to create a VLAN, CCIE written. I don't know how that's possible. So you want to be careful with going too far in your certifications and not having enough experience because immediately when I see that, it's a red flag for me. And, and I would imagine it's a huge red flag for a lot of people. So I, I would say, keep your certification out of like, get your CCNA by far, get your CCNA, do that, but get your experience after that. And then start going for certifications and become a boss. But you, you don't want to have your, your certifications too out heavy and outweighing your, uh, your experience. Cause that I don't think that'll serve you well. Awesome. Great answer. Do you want to uh, answer Jonathan Leake's question here real quick? And then I, I do want to go back to uh, software and hardwares. uh, Oh yeah. yeah, But uh, he said, uh, sorry, asking again, Chuck, I don't know if this was answered earlier, but is it worth it to go for uh, collab now that companies are moving from on-prem to cloud VoIP? So that is a question I've asked myself for the past five years. And I would say absolutely. Yes. Like I said, I still have my job searches open. Like I, every morning I get a, a, a burst, a notification to my phone of all the jobs available and the areas I want. And there's a ton still, there's a ton, ton of people still looking for collaboration guys. Now, just like networking, uh, things are going to change a little bit. UC unified communications is moving to the cloud slowly, but surely, but I'm going to emphasize the slowly, but surely. I mean, if you go to Walmart, you know what you're going to see, you're going to see Cisco phones everywhere. You go to target, you're going to see Cisco phones everywhere. H&M, Forever 21, uh, you go to an airport, American Airlines uses Cisco phones. I interviewed there one time. Everyone uses Cisco phones. Everyone uses some kind of Cisco UC voice. If your call manager is moved to the cloud, it's still call manager. You're still going to have to know how to work SIP. You're still going to have to know how to connect things. Uh, The only thing I would say is that uh, just like networking, programming starting to move into that space a little bit. So I would start to learn a little bit of Python so you can automate a few things. Um, I, I, I've automated a few things with the Unified Communications Manager. So the skill is still extremely valuable. And I think myself learning collaboration was vital for me in my career. It took me really, really far because it's kind of a unique skill. Like not a lot of people go down the collaboration path uh, because a lot of times the company you work for just doesn't use Cisco phones. They might use Cisco switches, but they may not use Cisco phones. So. Long answer short, <laughs> should have been a short answer. 
yeah, you should still go for collaboration. I think it's still very, very valuable. Um, the new CCIE collaboration, they just renewed it. Yeah, it's it's they've gone away from a lot of the hardware aspects of it, and it's now a lot of virtual. Like there's a virtual uh, voicemail server, uh, Unity Express. Uh, uh, the, a lot of the routers that we would normally use for voice are now virtualized. Uh, but that's it's still it's still a just router you have to program thing. and make work. So no worries there. I think we're going to be good for for the next probably five ten years. And people aren't going to convert to the cloud as fast as you think. Yeah. <laughs> Companies are still going to have. Regular, like they're not going to refresh. That's expensive. Right. A lot of companies across the board are still going to have the same things. Not everyone's going to go, oh, well, the cloud's here. It's time to upgrade. <laughs> Do you know how long it took me to upgrade anything in my IT environment? CIOs are very stingy with money. Yeah, like they yeah. are. So, well, I mean, I mean, this is a 7960 phone. Like these are, these are discontinued and we were buying these new off eBay for like five years. Oh, that's funny. So, so don't don't get discouraged. You'll you'll see a bunch of email or a bunch of news saying, "Oh, everything is going away. Everything's dying." We've been hearing that for a long, long time. Don't yeah. listen to these doomsday people. It's it's going to be okay. <laughs> as long as the way I see it, as long as Cisco still tells us to prepare for it and a certification exam, we'll be okay. That's that's been my methodology thus far, and it's it's been okay. Yeah, and automation is going to steal all of our jobs. Oh yeah, I mean robots will eventually just kill us all. But yeah, right. Like I said, we got to go 10 years on that. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years? I thought it was at least like seven. Come on. <laughs> um, so this is a question, and I'm actually kind of curious on your, your thoughts on this. Uh, softwareandhardware.com says, why should I get more than one CCNA? Isn't one enough? Um, well, I mean, it depends on what you want to do. I always say uh, the CCNA routing and switching base certification you get if you're going to networking. Every other track, I think, still requires, even though Cisco doesn't require you learn CCNA routing switching, I feel every other track deserves you know routing and switching. Uh, but if you want to if you want to work with security, I think there are vital things you have to learn with security and the CCNA security. If you want to work in collaboration, you're not going to learn anything about collaboration except how to configure a voice VLAN uh, and the uh, CCNA routing switching. So yeah, if, if you want to specialize and take yourself further down a specific track, yes, you do need that. Uh, if you want routing and switching, no, nah, you don't need another one. Just go routing and switching all the way. Go to CCMP. If you're crazy, go to CCIE. Whatever. Awesome. Just going through the chat now. Me too. Just, just rocking through this, man. <laughs> If there's anything that you see that you want to answer, just go right ahead, man. Oh, sure. Yeah, let me see. And if, if you want to answer, guys, like ask again, because I'm, I'm just looking at the bottom of the feed. I'm not going to scroll too far up. So if you really want to answer, ask again. Yeah, I think there's, I don't know how many people are watching this. You know, in the in the view that I have, it doesn't show how many viewers I got. So. I think from what I can see, it's about 136 watching uh, now. Crazy. Uh, let's see. Dong San Sun says, "Hey guys, is working for an IT help desk the best way to get into a career in info security?" I think uh, I think getting an, a help desk job, just in general, is the best way to get into any IT job. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know, no, that's. Uh, I I don't think I've ever encountered anyone who has skipped the help desk yeah. in some shape or form. Unless it's you know somebody. 
Yeah, right, right. And even in that case, I think you do yourself a little disservice for not going through that path and being at that bottom tier. Yeah. I, I cannot stress enough how crucial the help desk is to your uh, your career path. Just getting everything thrown at you. Go ahead. I saw, I saw this guy ask this question twice. So what were my responsibilities as a junior network engineer? Um, now I, I can't speak for everyone. And this was probably five years ago that I was. Uh, it was a lot of it was just troubleshooting issues that people called in. Um, we had a company, so the company I was working for was the finance company, and we had a lot of remote branches. So I kind of inherited the job of uh, building up new. We, we used Cisco um, ASA firewalls and just small 5505 that we deployed to branches, and we had a site to site. So that's how we connected remotely our buildings. Like we, we had a headquarters in Dallas, and we had offices all across the country, and that's how they connected securely back to us using Cisco firewalls. So my job would be to um, go in there. I'd have a template config that I would apply, um, and then I would ship it out and then add some configuration to the main firewall. And then a lot of what I did was troubleshooting their issues. Um, and I learned uh, so much because ASA is complicated. And this, I, didn't, I was studying for my CCNA. Uh, ASA is you learn about in CCNA security. So what's really cool about IT is like, you may be going down one certification path, but what you do at your job could span so many things. Like I, I always tell people, if you can, you don't always have a choice or, or option, but if you can get into a mid or small to mid-sized company, because when I say I was a junior network admin, you know what I also did? I, I managed exchange, Microsoft, Microsoft exchange. I managed uh, Microsoft server 2008. Uh, I, I managed a whole terminal service environment where people connect to remote desktops. Uh, Golly, I managed so much just in that role. And yeah, I shared the responsibilities with a bunch of other, uh, two other guys. Uh, that's what's cool about a small company is you get to learn a lot. It was fun. Uh, yeah, as a junior network admin, I think the only thing I didn't do uh, was the design aspect and actually uh, making design decisions like, oh, we should buy this set of routers instead of these set of routers, or we should, we should do EAS ERP instead of OSPF. Like that wasn't me. My job was just to learn, shadow the guy I was working with and uh, troubleshoot crap that wasn't working. And he would often give me the stuff that he didn't want to do, which in my case actually worked out for me because he hated Cisco voice. He hated collaboration. So I inherited that and thus my journey began. Yeah, isn't that funny how that works? That's, yes. <laughs> that's kind of how I got handed uh, mobile device administrator at my, at my last job. <laughs> yeah, I like, saw that. And that's that's a huge responsibility. Yeah. That's a, whole gamut of things you yeah. have to learn yeah no, I, I don't want to touch mobile phones i don't iphones get out of here no we're not doing that <laughs> zach you want to do it i'm like yeah sure why not i'll do it and i now i i'm doing consulting for them still because they still don't want to do it i'm like yeah i'll come do it that's fine <laughs> that's sick dude that's awesome yeah, yeah. I, yeah like, I, I still i still consult as well i work for a consulting company that manages phone systems all over the world and that's, I, I love being able to both teach it and also do it. But yeah, that's what's killer about IT is like, you have so many options on how you can work, where you can work. You kind of choose your own adventure. That's what I always tell yeah. people. Oh, it, may, totally. it may take you a little bit. Like it took me a bit to get to the work from home status, but that was my aim. So I worked towards that slowly, but surely. The last job I had, I had one work from home day, which was like a big accomplishment for me. Uh, and then when CBT called me, I'm like, okay, I'm taking it. That's work from home all the time. Yeah, and right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, there's so many questions coming through now. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, here was a good question, though. Uh, how long should you stay in the help desk while you are working on your other certs, uh, like such as Network Plus, CCNA, and so on? Um, mm. You want to you want to go with that one, and I'll I'll take a stab at it too. I would say uh, only as long as you have to. <laughs> if if you get the call up to the next level, take it. <laughs> it's because I I was on the help desk for six months. Yeah. Uh, my brother was on it for uh, about a year. Yeah. So stay on it as long as you have to there's like it's for, for for me the help desk was the stepping stone to be able to talk with the network guys and show them that i was interested and and have the opportunity uh there's no like standard oh you should be on it for two years to show that you've paid your dues no that's that's garbage don't let anyone tell you that if you want to move up you put the work in and you will move up oh totally totally and i i actually agree <laughs> wholeheartedly with what you said so i can't really say it any better than that six months to a year is <laughs> is ideal you know if you're really looking to make the, that transition and you're really pushing hard uh six months to a year is great you know some people stay in the help desk for a couple of years uh really try to gain their bearings and not that there's anything wrong with that uh it just might take you a little bit longer to understand how an enterprise works that's fine but yeah don't. and like is and, and also don't get bogged down if like you really love the help desk I, the last place I, or not the last place, the first place I worked, the guy I was working with had been working help desk for like 40 years and yeah. he loved it and he didn't want to go anywhere. He wanted to stay right there answering phones. So that might be your thing. Don't feel bad. Like, don't feel like you have to move up because you might just love, because like, that's one thing that you lose is, and I always talk about this with my fellow admins is the higher up you go, the less interaction you have with people. And, uh, and the harder the issues you are to solve and the less, I, I think you, you're, you're appreciated a little bit less, the higher you go. When you're on the help desk, you talk with someone, you solve the problem, instant gratification, you feel good about that. And then you move on to the next one and you just constantly have, like you can get on a pretty happy roll. It's pretty fun. Uh, but then you go higher, you lose that interaction. So yeah, it depends on what you want. Anyways. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I completely agree with that. Hundred um, percent. I had always loved working with people, though. Like that, I think for me that was like one of the, the highlights of working with end users is just being able to like be the hero. I think it's always such a good yeah. feeling. You know? That is fun. Like even when it's like something stupid, simple, <laughs> but they think you're like you're you're like someone from Harry Potter and you waved your wands and it yeah. just happened. That's pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I can't tell you how many times I just walked into a room and whatever the issue was just started working and they're like, Oh my God, you fixed it. You just walked in the room. I'm like, yep, that's yeah, what I do. It's, it's just <laughs> the proximity of your presence. And they just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> happens so many times. Yeah. It's funny how it's a running joke, but it really, really does happen. It I, does. I, it really happens. does. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny how many people like actually get mad when you tell them to restart their computer. Like, yeah like, like oh okay this guy's lazy uh, well, I, mean, <laughs> like, no. I could spend four hours like going through logs but would you rather it work now or four hours from now <laughs> yeah right like, just please restart your computer it'll work i promise you <laughs> and then and it drove me nuts too like the people are like all right i restarted and then i do like an uptime and i'd be like you didn't restart They're like yeah we just restarted i'm like I just checked how long your computer's been up. It's been up for like three weeks. <laughs> they're like, oh, we, we just did a log off. I'm like, well, let's not restart. <laughs> like, uh. Yeah, that's that's the like a little bit unfun about that or not fun portion of it. But yeah, it's, it's good. It's yeah, all good. 
but it's, it's, it makes for good stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, for hey, sure. Mike, Michael Hilton asks if you attend the Cisco users group in Dallas. I always try to, but I always forget. Um, <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I'll attend the next one. Uh, so please hold me to that because it's, it's really cool. And if, uh, if you don't live in Dallas, I'm sure they have one close to you maybe, but it's, it's a user's group of Cisco people, pretty self-explanatory, but it's just people who all get together and, and they have like a speaker every once in a while. What's cool with the Dallas one is they have speakers. Like well, I think they've had CBT nugget trainers come in before. I think Keith Barker has been there before. Um, they'll have authors like they, they just had like a, what was his name? I forgot his name, but they'll have just really cool people come. They'll give away some stuff. They'll even kind of try to help you get a job. So it's really neat. Like recruiters will sponsor the, the few times I've went, I think, uh, oh, who was that company? Like tech systems was sponsoring it and they're recruiters. So you could like get the recruiters card, kind of have some base time with them. I took my brother there when he was looking for a job and I don't think it helped him at that point, but it could help you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I actually use Tech Systems for uh, a job. They placed me in a job that I worked for, I don't know, maybe like three months and then found a job closer to home. But uh, it, it worked out well. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've used a couple of recruiters before. And, somebody was and that's at, another. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, somebody was asking where uh, a link to your mug is, so I linked to your store. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I'm just sitting here with a nice plain glass. Not as fancy as you. Oh, you got to level up, man. Come on. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, I leveled up with the <laughs> uh, with the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, does CBT Nuggets have deals throughout the year? I don't think so. That's the one unfortunate part. Uh, it's pretty consistent. But they do give you a, a seven-day or ten-day free trial. So you can always do that. And I'm giving away... I'll just go ahead and say it. I'm giving away a, C- a year of CBT Nuggets uh, next, in the, within the next two weeks. So be awesome. watching for that on, on my channel. That's awesome. I'll make sure to talk about that. Um, if, if there's anything like you specifically want me to to like throw out there, I'll make sure I mention it for you. Cause that's, oh, cool. That's, I appreciate that's, that. That's solid, man. I mean, people need resources like that. I mean, CB, CBT Nuggets is great. So... Yeah, I, I obviously I it sounds like a selling point because I work for them, but I mean I work for them because I freaking love them. <laughs> They're the reason I'm here. So yeah, it's it's awesome. Well, the, <laughs> we talked about this before <laughs> the stream, but you know, I said I wasn't going to do it, but CBT Nuggets was the first <laughs> uh, e-learning platform that I ever used. You know, that's the that's the first experience I ever had with uh, actually sitting down and in front of a computer. And having like you know trainers right in front of my face, teaching me. Um, I think it was the, actually the A plus at the time, and this was seven years ago, eight years ago now. Oh wow! You know, so it was a long time ago, and uh, I liked it then. I was like, man, this is great. And then I left that job. <laughs> I got it. I got it free, you know, from the job they offered it there, mm-hmm. which was great. Um, well, but, that's that's another hack too. Like, I mean, the company I, I was working at when I was on the help desk. I, it took me forever, but I eventually got them to pay for my training because training can be expensive. Um, so if you're at a job, try to get them to pay for it. Even if it's non-IT, they might even do it. So just give, like, it won't hurt to ask. Let's see. Got some more questions coming in. Yes, IT Security Home Labs. I do work with Jeremy and he is awesome. I, meeting him was like one of my, seriously, one of my dreams. And it, it happened. It was really cool. That's so cool. 
I was so excited for you when I watched that video and you, you know, announced that you were working there. I was like, oh, that is so freaking sick. I'm so happy for this guy. Yeah, I've been there for a year now. It still doesn't feel like real. Like yeah. it's talk about imposter syndrome. I mean, like being, being around those guys who are, I'm not going to lie, a hundred times smarter than me. It's, it's, golly, <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. But you're doing it, man. You're doing it. That's, that's half the battle. I'm trying. Just like knowing it's half the battle. That's another tip right there. Don't feel like um, you have to be ready for a job that you're applying for. I've jumped into a bunch of roles where I know I didn't know enough to actually do the job, but I was confident because I've already studied for certifications that I could probably learn it pretty quickly on the job. And that's been the case. It's so, college a scam. <laughs> so you, you actually kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. Um, with your brother, you, you kind of shared mm. what the advice that you gave him. Is there anything more that you want to talk about that? Cause I have some things <laughs> that I could say about it. Yeah. I, Do you want me to go I, first? I, I hate, can. I, I can go real quick. I, I, I hate to like knock college because college is great. I mean, I, I, I started going to WGU, uh, Western governors university. And the great thing about that program is they, uh, part of their curriculum is you get it certifications. And they kind of uh, allow you to trade in your IT experience for credits, which is pretty killer. But for me, my experience, I didn't need a degree. Uh, but I, I can't tell you that it's it won't help you. And I can't tell you that it won't be. Because like, like here in America, here where I am in Texas, it's not required. Uh, especially for the industries I'm trying to get into. But if you're going for a government role or if you live in another country, the standard might be you have to have a degree. And we I can't speak to that. You, you kind of have to just look at the jobs and see what they require. But even jobs I've applied for, like it'll say four year degree required. I didn't have one and I got the job. So right. I, I, it's for me, in my experience, it hasn't been required. But uh, yeah, I'll let you go ahead. Yeah. Well, you, you actually say that, but I got turned down for a job because I didn't have a degree. And really? Yeah. But it's funny because they interviewed me. And then after the fact, they're like, yeah, but you know, you don't have a degree. So we can't hire you, but we just had to go through the process. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> thanks for that. That's cool. <laughs> like, that was very, very harsh. Um, but, that, you know, there are, are obviously jobs out there that do require you have a degree. And that's where college kind of comes in handy. And also some of those, those top tier jobs where you're looking at more director management. Um, I, like yeah. the, the hospital, for instance, where I left, like you can't be a director without a degree. They will, they will not let you be like um, uh, the, the CIO, for instance, um, without a degree, you know, or you can't even be and, and that's, the manager. That's been my degree. experience. Mm -hmm. Like, and like for me, like I never had my sights set on management. I never wanted to manage anybody, so I didn't care. Uh, but yeah, if you want to go into management, yeah, you're going to want that degree. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to work in government, yeah, it's 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 almost like companies who are a bit more legacy, a little bit more old school. They yeah. still want those credentials. Yeah, we'll see. More companies just don't don't care. Well, it's, it was exciting when uh, like Google announced that they're no longer require a degree to, to work. That's there. right. I saw that. Uh, I was going to say it, but I forgot what company it was. Yeah, I was like, oh, mind blown. Like that's huge. Like, but that just kind of goes to show you like how desperate the industry is for people like if you yeah. think about it like that's how desperate we are that google dropped that requirement because google understands that there are 
very skilled people out there who do not have degrees that can do what is required to work there. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Because I mean, college is fantastic, but you're going to spend a lot of time learning things that don't apply to what you want to do. And I think Google and other companies are realizing that, and it doesn't always reflect skills they need right now because things are changing constantly. Like the one guy just asked about um, software defined networking and intent based networking, how that's going to affect uh, like the CCIE things change that quickly in it. So a college, like a college is always going to be five, six years behind whatever's actually happening in, in the industry, if not more. Yeah. Uh, but to answer your question real quick about is software defined networking going to happen with this? Is it going to change the CCIE? Um, I can tell you right now that from my perspective right now, I am not me myself. I'm not going to get my CCIE. I'm not going to go for CCIE. Uh, there's two reasons for that. One is I just don't have the time commitment. <laughs> uh, I've seen so many, I've talked to so many people and people who have gone through the CCIE process. It is a full on life commitment. You're studying way more than you would for any lower level cert. And it takes a long, long time. And most people fail on the first attempt and that's expensive. Uh, I would much rather go broader than something that very, very specific. Now, if you're wanting the CCIE to have those credentials and like kind of just reach that peak, that's a different story. Like that's that's a goal you have, you wanna reach that. But if you're wanting to like really make a lot of money in IT, CCIE, you don't need it. You don't, I'm, I'm not gonna do it. I, I'm gonna focus on other stuff. Uh, so like you say, intent-based networking, I think you would benefit more by learning a little bit of intent-based networking and Python and going deeper in that than going all the way to your CCIE. Still great cert, you learn a lot, but if you want to be an awesome admin or engineer, whatever you want to do, you don't need it. Awesome. It's kind of hard to keep up with the chat. <laughs> I know, they're just coming in. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I'm like out of water, so I'm like sitting over here trying to break up my ice cubes. <laughs> I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if you saw me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like go, throwing hey, go, my eyes and stuff. That's cool. Go get some water. I'll answer some questions. So yeah. I, I don't want you to get thirsty on me, man. Uh, we're, we're good. It's cool. <laughs> uh, there, there was a question that I, or uh, something that I wanted to, to talk to you about. And now it just totally slipped my mind. Um, uh, let's see. There's so many, see. so many good things though. I actually uh, had a phone call with WGU today, Western Governors University. Um, really? Yeah curious about their cybersecurity program not for me specifically just to talk about with the, the channel and things like that uh but it's interesting because they have like the the uh what's it like i have it written down over here uh, com competency based education which i've never heard mm -hmm. of before so you kind of can go at your own pace like that that kind of well, that, me that was really reason. sick yeah so i did it for about a uh, year and a half and like, yeah, you go at your own pace. Like you can, you can knock it out super fast if you have the time. So it's like an IT certification. You choose how long, cause it's all self-paced. And you know, what's funny is um, the reason I had, I had my security plus was because I was going through WGU and it was part of my degree program. And guess what they had for training? CBT nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> that was part of their curriculum. I was watching Keith Barker, part of WGU. Uh, so that, I thought that was really neat. So yeah, if you're going to get any college degree do something like that, like, yeah, I would say WGU is pretty cool if you just really want that degree, and a lot of your jobs will pay for it because it's not super expensive. Yeah, uh, one job one job I had was going to reimburse my tuition. Uh, I just decided not to do it because it wasn't valuable to me at the time. 
uh, IT Security Home Lab says, IT a scary career to be in. It's always changing and robots are after our jobs. <laughs> Will robots answer help desk calls accurately? Well, you know, with the last part of that and answering help desk calls accurately, I mean, they're they're getting really good with AI. I mean, it has become mm-hmm. like phenomenal what they're accomplishing, accomplishing with that. So it wouldn't surprise me if at some point that does happen, <laughs> you know, it really wouldn't. I mean, I would be so, like, I would go a step further to where a- AI will be in a place where you don't need help desk calls. Yep. Solutions for things to auto solve their problems. We just kind of like where the network is going with auto solutions. Uh, I could see like desktops doing that more and more. Um, but no, you know, what's funny is for me, like I've been in IT for six, seven years now. Uh, and I, I, I hear all the stuff about there being new stuff coming out and programming and it's going to change our jobs. And that scares the crap out of me. I'm not going to lie. But then I'll talk to a guy who's been doing IT for 20, 40 years, you know, whatever. He'll say, Oh yeah, we heard that 10 years ago. Oh yeah. We heard that 20 years ago. It's, it's a cycle. It repeats. Yeah. So for me, it, it, it should, I, it might scare you, but it also is kind of exciting because what other careers like this? I, I don't think we're going to have a problem as long as you keep learning. Well, That's the key. Yeah. I mean, IT is always evolving. It's constantly evolving. So as, as we develop automation for one thing, now we're tasked at supporting the next thing. And that cycle repeats. So, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what, we're, we the people you know we're always going to be needed at what capacity i mean that's kind of still to be determined but we will always be needed at some capacity no matter what because as we are evolving ourselves we are creating new technologies that we have to support and supporting end users also kind of sucks too because people are can be you know people and sometimes they're not very smart (laughs) (laughs) you know i mean that's just the way it is but it's 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 just that it is a, a constant cycle. It just keeps going back and forth. Yeah. Could not agree more. It, it's, it's going to change, but uh, it won't be doomsday. Like you think it is. They're right. still going to need you. Yeah. Uh, I got to answer this one. What's my beard oil. You know, <laughs> I, I haven't found one that I've stuck with since I got back. So I, I recently uh, went traveling through Europe. So I, <clears throat> I would just buy whatever beard oil I found in a, in a store randomly in, in France. Uh, but I haven't stuck on So if anybody knows any good beard oil, let me know. I've been buying Target. <laughs> uh, somebody's asking you about coffee. I know that you're, uh, you're big into coffee too. Oh, let's see. H-E-B, Houston, San Antonio, Blink Coffee, right? Great. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, it's a Yusuf Stark. He says, hey, Chuck, I find black coffee really bitter, but I find it helps with the late hours. What other flavors of coffee would you recommend? I know nothing about coffee. Oh man, you know, so yeah, black coffee when it's really crappy coffee sucks because you, you can taste how bad it is rather than just having really great creamer inside there. Uh, so yeah, the first prerequisite to drinking black coffee, which I recommend, I don't drink any flavored coffee, it's all black, is uh, find good coffee, medium roast, it brings out all those flavor notes. I know I sound like a total weirdo right now. <laughs> so kind of like some kind of, kind of sommelier or something with coffee, which if there was one, I would be one. Uh, but no, no, you, if you find a good tasting coffee, that's medium roast, which just go to any local roaster, you'll be good to go. In fact, I, I'm trying to get a roaster to, uh, to sponsor my, my YouTube channel. I would freaking love that. So if you know that's anybody, awesome. 
if, if you're watching, let me know. I would love to have that. <laughs> I'm sure we can uh, we can find some some people to do that. Should, shouldn't be a problem at all. <laughs> oh, Luis Antonio Rivera. He's at Cisco Live. Uh, is that is that in L.A. Los Angeles? Where is that? I know I know it was like somewhere south, but I couldn't tell. I'll look it up. I'll answer my own question. But Cisco Live uh, in somewhere south is happening right now, which is awesome. Oh, it's in Cancun. I wish I was there. I must, uh, which chat is this? Which uh, comment are you looking at? Oh, it was. I uh, it got lost. It's it's gone. Oh no, no it's Luis Antonio Rivera. He said, "Greetings from Cisco Live, L A T A M." It's cool. I wish I were there. Uh, let's see. If you and by the way, if you're at Cisco Live right now, try to find um, uh, what's his face, the Python guy. The Python guy. Perfect. That's it. Just find the Python guy. Just ask around. Hey, Python guy, where are you at? We've been talking so long that my brain is starting to shut down and decay a little bit, but we're good. We're still. That's cool. We can end this whenever you want, man. I have to look up this guy now that uh, I'm talking. Hank Preston. Look up Hank Preston. Tell him I said hi. I know he's there running a workshop. Is uh, is Linux as big as this person thinks it is in the IT field? What do you know about Linux, Mr. Chuck? Uh, Linux is huge. <laughs> um, well, what's funny is Microsoft is gaining ground on them because they've, they've gone more open source on their, on their platform. <laughs> um, but, but Linux is still very much a boss. I, I forget the percentage. I'll have to look it up again. But majority of the world run off, runs off Linux. I know um, I do with Linux heavily because Cisco's product for their voice stuff, Cisco Unified Communications Manager, it's run off Red Hat Linux. So yeah. it's, it's everywhere. And yeah. a lot of Cisco platforms run off Linux. So if you do anything Cisco, you're going to hit Linux one way or another. Uh, it's huge. Yeah. So you, will not, you will not go wrong learning Linux. I think it's over like over 50% of the Azure servers are now running Linux, which <laughs> oh, really? that, yeah, it's really <laughs> funny. Like I like just, I, I think I literally laughed out loud when I saw that. <laughs> I was like, that is funny. Because like, well, they, they added, uh, I forget what it was, like Linux to their command line and stuff, yeah. which was crazy to me. So I'm yeah. like, oh, well, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, their, their new CEO is really making some cool strides. Yeah, I think like ninety something percent of the internet is basically run on Linux, with servers, mm -hmm. you know. So, and then you know, IoT devices everywhere you go, are running Linux, it's everywhere. And yeah, like you can't crazy. walk a hundred feet without running into something that's running Linux. You know, your your smartphone is running Linux. Mm -hmm. So now I got a couple things behind me running Linux. I got my my Raspberry Pi, my well, that's about it right now. But <laughs> uh, let's see, IT Security Home Labs. What's the sweet spot between certs and experience? Chuck said people with high-level certs without experience are a red flag. How can one go before? Uh, how how high can one go before they become a red flag? Um, you know, mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> if I I wouldn't. That's a tough one to answer. I, I probably wouldn't get my CCIE before I had at least five years experience as an admin. You don't have to be senior. You don't have to be the top of the totem pole, but I would at least wait five years. Um, but that that's just my opinion. It, it, yeah. Mileage may vary, uh, but that's that's what I've seen. So sweet spot, I think you can go as high as CCMP once you've had, once you're an admin or maybe two or three, 
a year or two uh, as an admin, uh, but don't go any higher too fast. So I think that's probably a good sweet spot. Wait five years, then aspire to greatness, but I don't know. Yeah, I that's think, just my opinion. I think, uh, let me see if I can pull up this roadmap from CompTIA. And not that I'm trying to, uh, you know, plug CompTIA here, but it's just, it's it's actually something that would make sense. <laughs> and I swear I didn't wear the CompTIA I, shirt I, on purpose. I love CompTIA. I mean, seriously, I, I love their certifications. Oh, yeah, they're great. Uh, I cannot say better things about them. I talk about them all the time. That's not, not because we're now buddy-buddy. <laughs> it's because they're actually really great certifications. <laughs> Let's see, I'm going to go through a few comments here. Uh, pull this up right over here. There we go. So this uh, IT certification roadmap, a lot of people have heard me talk about this many, many times. Um, here's your beginner novice certifications. I, obviously, you guys can read here. You can see it. I can link to this in the chat also. Um, but this would be your like one to two years of experience type of certifications. Your intermediate would probably be like your maybe two to four or five years of experience. And even with your advanced, some of these advanced certifications would could qualify in, in that two to, to five years of, of experience as well. And then expert, that's where you get into your CCIE and your systems and uh, stuff like that, which definitely you're going to want more than five years probably on, that, on a lot of those. So if you look at the roadmap like that, you kind of break it down years of experience and certification that could kind of help you out there. Would you agree on that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause like I, I take the, the recommended years of experience with a grain of salt because like some aren't accurate. Like, Oh, you need 10 years experience to do the certification. No, you don't. Uh, but they, some, some are actually pretty accurate. And I, I think like the, the CISSP, they have like a required amount of years of experience. You have to prove it somehow. Let me know below if you, if you know about that, but that's what I believe. Yeah, so it's just pretty accurate sometimes. Uh, so Ali Sohail, the IT kid, so the third time this has been asked, I guess. Uh, we got to get that answer. Yeah. Uh, what certs would one need to fulfill a network architect job? You want to go with that? You're the you're network guy here. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's, it's, it's less about the certs and more about the experience at that point. Because um, it's funny, you'll encounter in IT, there are two factions of, of people – uh, some really love certifications and some think they are worthless. Uh, so a lot of guys are just really great at their job and they don't have one certification. So I've met architects don't have one certification. Um, now you won't find an architect that works for uh, a Cisco reseller. So th there's little education on how IT kind of uh, interacts with people. So you can work for like one company and, and be on their IT staff. It could be a huge Fortune 500. It could be a really small one. And then you could also work for a company that work that helps other companies with their IT, uh, which is one I work for now. Um, so they may not hire a network architect, but they will hire this company to come in and help them out with their stuff. So those companies that work with Cisco and resell their stuff and, and are hired to help other companies, you need certifications for that. Um, I would say CCIE uh, if you're going to work for a reseller. And that's those are those are kind of hard jobs. Like I, I did it one time. Uh, actually working on-prem and going to customer sites. And I just did not like that. It wasn't for me. Other people love it. I just did not like that. Uh, but uh, long answer short uh, to the short question. Um, 
I would say to be a network architect, it's all about experience. And I haven't met a network architect that did not have more than 10 years experience. And like architect is like the top of the, the thing. Like yeah. there, there is one more certification beyond CCIE. And they introduced this like three or four years ago, but it's called the CCIEAR or something like that. But it's the architect certification. And to get that one, to be certified as an architect in Cisco, you have to like go before a board of high level Cisco people and like present something. And like, so it's like super high level on that. Uh, but again, it comes down to experience. Yeah. Ex experience is always going to reign supreme. For sure. So is there anything else you want to hit? You want to answer? Or? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like getting fried here myself and I know you're kind of, <laughs> well, see, I, it's, I, a, it's I a lot to all day. I, I love this stuff so much. So I, I could, I could go forever, but yeah, I know it, it's, it's, it's hard to keep up with 30. all of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting late. If we, right, we, we should uh, try to schedule something out again, you should actually be doing some live streams on your channel. And uh, I, I will do one Q and a during the 10 days of Christmas. I did plan that. So awesome. This is kind of my test run to see how live goes. And I, th I think we did okay, Zach. Yeah. Thank you oh, for getting me on awesome. here. Yeah, for sure, man. It's been awesome. I definitely would love to have you on again. This, this is, uh, it's been great. People enjoy it. And it's all about helping people. Uh, that's what, you know, IT career questions is all about. That's what Network Chuck is all about. Mm -hmm. Here to help, you know. So the more that we can help people, the better. The more we can bring people who are interested in this field, you know, that's that that's what makes me happy that's what brings me joy and that's why i do what i do yeah because like i mean i i didn't know anything about these career paths when i was in high school because i don't think they really advertise anything about this field yeah. it's really something you figure out later uh they may do it now but i didn't know anything about it yeah and now here we are given <laughs> giving, giving the information out it's great all right, so I'll, I'll try to find one question that I'll answer that I really like. Let me see. Just as a parting here. Oh, let's see. I'm just going to scroll somewhere in the middle here. Okay, so this one's interesting. How do you manage your, your, uh, your work-life balance? Uh, that's a great question. Especially, and you probably run to the Zach even more like, like I do, because when you work from home, uh, there almost is no balance. You're just kind of, it's, it's all mixed together. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't mastered that, to be honest. I, I, I get yelled at by my kids and my wife all the time because I work too much and I study too much. Like, we'll, we'll be sitting down watching a movie or something. And I'm like, I should really be studying right now. And then I'll kind of sneak away and like grab my laptop and get behind them and start labbing. And they'll look behind me and go, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. So the answer is I don't have one. I'm going to be honest. I don't have one. Uh, what about you, Zach? Uh, yeah, I would have to agree. I think anytime we want to sit down in front of the TV, I always have my laptop with me because it's not the, it's not that I have work to do. You know what I mean? It's that I want to do it. Like, I am so intrigued by it and so interested in it that like, it's so hard for me to step away from it because I just have so much interest in and passion and in, in what I'm doing and learning that that's like all I can focus on. You know what I mean? So yeah, it, oh, yeah. it drives the kids nuts. It drives my the wife nuts. Like she's ready to kill me. Like, 
even tonight, like, <laughs> I'm like, so, uh, hey, I got to go do this live stream tonight. And she's like, uh, really? I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I'm like, it should maybe only be like 40 minutes or so. And now it's been like an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> so she's probably really going to kill me, um, you know, but it's like, that's just the way it, like it, it you get, you get carried away. Um, so it's, it's hard when you're, when you find yourself so passionate about something to, uh, to step away from it. And I, I don't think I can necessarily say that's a bad thing. Um, you know, we're not out like, you know, doing bad things and, you know, right. I don't want to say a bunch of bad things or whatever, but you know, we're not doing bad things. Like we're, uh, <laughs> we're trying to, trying to learn things, you know, we're, we're trying to make the world a better place is how, kind of how I see it. Yeah, yeah, well, doing this is keeping us off the bad things. I like to, I like to imagine that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> if, I, if I wasn't doing this, what would I be doing? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, it's and it's like I, I try to be, um, I try to take intentional breaks because, like, I know when I'm when I'm in work mode, when I'm in study mode, I'm gonna be like laser eyed focused on that. So I try to be more intentional when I spend time with my wife and my kids and stuff. Uh, but it, it does get hard. Uh, and I, and uh, there was one question from IT Security Home Labs. I mean, he's been asking a lot of questions, but I appreciate it. Uh, he asked about my brother and how he's doing because he just got a CCNA. Um, I'm not going to answer that right now because you're going to have to wait to the 10 days of Christmas. <laughs> we're going nice. to, I'm going to have him for it. I'm going to interview him and we're going to be covering how he got a job after he got a CCNA. I like which it. Is like, which is like immediately after he got a CCNA and he got a really good job. Like, uh, I think it's between 60 and 70K a year. Awesome. And, He's got one year experience on the help desk. So did he say, did he say in his interview, Hey, my brother works for CBT nuggets. <laughs> you know, that's, that's one of the, like, I'm, I was like, did you like, and not that I would offer anything to that, but I'm like, you didn't say anything. Did you like, no, no, I'm just regular interview, regular everything. I, I, I just helped him with his resume and that I was hands off. I didn't say a thing. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of go over that, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Awesome. All right. Is there anything else you want to, you want to touch here or talk about or end with or. Uh, I think we blew up the internet, man. I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody and I just created a, a discord server like last week or actually on Sunday or something. And somebody said, yeah, uh, I saw that. Um, so I said, and in 36 minutes, he will do a live show with network Chuck. If Kim Kardashian didn't break the internet, this one will. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. <laughs> Hope it breaks the internet. That'd be great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, but no, I mean, I, I greatly, greatly appreciate you uh, coming on the channel, man. It's, it's been a pleasure having you here, um, answering questions, talking with everybody and, and sharing your experience and your stories. I hope to have you on again. And if you guys don't know who this guy is, he's Network Chuck. There should be a link in the description below. So go and check him out. Got anything to say, sir? Uh, just thank you for having me on. I, if, if you're one of my followers, you know, I don't go live very often. Uh, but so it, he, Zach got me out of my cave here. So thank you for getting me on Zach. It's fun. I, sure. I'm, I'm privileged to be able to talk to your audience who are probably just getting started in IT or have been following you for a while and have been successful. So, cause I know I started following you when you had like what, 20,000 subscribers. I, you, you did this like giveaway where you gave away a bunch of like uh, merchandise yeah. when you hit 20 K or something. So I've been following you since then. Uh, and you, you do awesome work. So it's, it's Thank you. cool to be on your channel. It's fun. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Appreciate it. So you guys all have a great night. Remember to uh, always be studying lab every day and uh, take it easy.